This is the Post America Podcast. That's right, motherfucker. What the fuck you know about podcasting? This is our shit. Post America. Macho Black, Richie Crutch, Chrissy the Baboon. Post America Podcast, son. Download that shit, motherfucker. Check one, two, check one, two. What's up? It's Richie, Post America Podcast. We're back. No guests today. Just me going over some stuff, some updates, some questions. I got mad questions from uh, from way back. Uh, maybe some of these suckers are like over a year, you know, who knows? Also, uh, yeah, we'll do that. We'll do some updates, uh, some news that's going on that I got to tell people about. But uh, our last thing we had was uh, Carl from Earth Crisis went over great. A lot of good feedback. We appreciate it. Carl's the man. That took a long time to do because Carl was very thorough. And uh, since that last one, though, I've been crazy busy. This thing, that thing, the other thing. So uh, let's, let's uh, what should we do first? Mm, let's see. Let's start off with some uh, some news. Yeah, so seeing right now, this is this is newsworthy. Uh, last couple years, myself, Chrissy Mushmouth at Club Reverb and Joe Hardcore of This Is Hardcore, Shattered Realm, we've been booking some shows here and there just to keep the people happy, you know what I mean? Keep the peace, keep the vibe going, the Keystone State vibe going, the number one vibe in the world, friendly atmosphere, all of that. And the next... Uh, the next event we have, and our first event since the COVID uh, pandemic, is Holiday, Holiday Jam 2021. And that's at Club Reverb. The last one we did was a big hit with uh, Gorilla Biscuits headlining. Everybody was going bananas. I think Earth Crisis played, Shelter played, so many bands played. This year, at Club Reverb in Reading, PA... Holiday Jam 2021. It's a Saturday, December 11th. You got to come. You got to celebrate like you would go to your family's house to celebrate and have a ham and have a turkey and have, kiss your girl under the mistletoe and stuff a stocking. Whatever you do, you got to come to Reverb and have the same Christmas vibe. And here's a lineup. I'll give you the lineup real quick. We got Hesitate, D-Block. Raw Life, Bushido Code, Face Wreck, Strength for a Reason, MH Chaos, Street Stuck, <coughs> Off the Tracks, Carried by Six, <coughs> Sorry Baby, Age of, of Apocalypse, Shackled, Berry Dreams, We Got Cruel Hand, Death Threat, Rude Awakening, Shattered Realm, Killing Time, All Out War, E-Town Concrete, Youth of Today, This is the Trinity, booking team that's me that's chris that's joe that's how we do the people named us club reverb december 11th you could get tickets by going to www.reverbconcerts.com and uh seriously it's not to be missed you're gonna love it it's gonna be fun it's gonna be uh you know uh, a family holiday and that's serious uh that's serious business and um Thinking about that, I, I remember I, I listened to one of Joe Harcourt's This Is Hardcore podcasts lately, and he talked about Holiday Jam a little bit, and the way he put it was so good. 
I wish I could remember what episode it was. And he mentioned uh, a friend who was there at the last one, and that's not with us anymore. And and uh, he mentioned how some people need a day like this more than others, especially during the holidays when sometimes people get super bummed out. So if you're going to get super bummed out, say, nah, I'm not going to get super bummed out. I'm going to go see my family. I'm going to Club Reverb. I'm going to have a good time. I'm going to see some some good bands. I'm going to see a lot of good friends. I'm going to enjoy the pulse and the rhythm and enjoy yourself. December 11th, Keystone Jam, Holiday John version. See you there. Now, what else we got? I mentioned Joe Harcourt, so... Uh, some of the questions that, that I noticed are about a podcast I do with Joe Hardcore of This Is Hardcore podcast and event, as well as OG Gavin of the Broad Street Breakdown podcast that he hosts with Pablo and Vinny Paz. And the three of us came together to do another podcast called Rule of Three. And it's a very slow-moving podcast like you know it's like pushing a boulder up a hill but we get it done and uh we just did an episode a couple days ago oh i always have fun talking with those guys promise you there's nothing premeditated about it there's nothing planned it just it just grips and uh we've been getting uh good reviews and feedback off that so i'm glad people are enjoying it because i enjoy doing it those guys are a lot of fun that's another thing that goes into the the the, uh, the news category. Rule of three: keep your eyes open, follow it or subscribe to it on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, whatever you do. You know, however you listen to your podcasts. As for this podcast, we had a little gap. Like I said, we had um, Carl was the last episode, and that's been a minute, and that was a lot of fun. And then when that um, episode came out a lot of people hit me up with questions for carl but unfortunately i uh don't have access to him right now when i get him back on i'll try to keep these questions handy but somebody was bringing up something that i forgot to to ask about because i heard this story too back in the day earth crisis on tour in europe and somehow they run into the crow mags the version with the uh the snitch uh, singer and uh, not the real version with uh, with the triathlete John Joseph, but the other version. And they say this is a story I heard, too. I wish I could ask about uh, 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 ask about this to Carl, but I totally forgot. I don't know if this is true or not. So I might be just talking shit, but I got at least three people that said, why didn't you ask him about this? So they run into Chrome mags or they play the show with them i don't know but anyhow i think the, the what happened is earth crisis ends up kicking the shit out of paris from the chromags is this true does anybody know about this i mean i could see that happening because of you know paris's uh conduct online he seems kind of like an agitator sometimes those people need a little smacking i don't know him personally at all but um i wonder if this is true yeah. <laughs> I mean I I love the idea of it. I can't I can't lie. And supposedly I guess the, the Harley is watching from across the street, does nothing to help his friend. 
and uh, until the beating is done, then he comes running out when when Earth Crisis is leaving the uh, the scene, and he throws something at the van. I don't know if this is true, but you know, uh, hmm. write me something. Anybody that has inside knowledge, uh, clear details of this story, let me know. Is that true? Because I like the sound of that. It does sound good. And uh, okay, some more news. People asking a lot about wisdom, and I mentioned it over and over. The next next uh, Wisdom and Change show is in Salt Lake City, Utah, and we've never played there. We've never even played near there. Uh, maybe the closest would be like Arizona, like you know, fifteen years ago. So we've never we've never been there, but we have a show there on October thirtieth at the Beehive with Takeover, Mandalore, and Violent Unrest. So that's literally the only show we have. That's it. And uh, there's tickets available. Google that. Wisdom and Chain, Salt Lake City. You should find it. And we had this show booked before the pandemic hit back last March. And it was canceled. And everything was shut down. And the, the person booking the show over there had already bought flights and stuff like that. So... They said, you know, they they rescheduled the flights, and it turns out that it's booked on October 30th, and that's coming up real soon. That's our next show. Hopefully, we sound good because we haven't played in a long time. But if you want to see Wisdom of Change, I know that's far out there, but that's where we're playing. So come out to the Beehive in Salt Lake City on October 30th, the day before Halloween, which is, man... See, on the East Coast, that's a big day. I talked about it a couple times now. That's mischief night. We go bananas. We break windows. We flip over cars. We set old people on fire. We toy the paper trees. We egg houses. We uh, we make detours in the road that would guide school buses to go off cliffs. Just all good, fun stuff. You know, nothing too crazy. And uh, I'll be missing that this year, though, because I'll be in Salt Lake City. So, come out to Salt Lake and chill with us, man. It's going to be good. It's going to be fun. I'm I'm looking forward to seeing how the scene is out there. You know, I heard things for years, so I'm looking forward to, to seeing how it is out there. Check that one out. Now, what other stuff we got going on? Let me think here. Okay, we got, yeah, yeah, we got the Z9. We got the Z9 pre-orders in effect. All right, they already went up on sale. There's one song available on Spotify now that's called We Don't Come in Peace. Now, this is a pre-order for a very limited press of vinyl. Right now, vinyl is a real pain. Everything's a pain in the ass right now with COVID. This is expensive. This takes longer. There's none of these available. This is sold out. You know how it is. So we were lucky enough to get a real limited press of... uh, 200 or 300 pieces of vinyl now a very small portion of that was sent to europe for cortex to run a pre-order but keep in mind these are pressed here in america already expensive because of the small press now they're shipped to europe your uh, european shipping is insane 
Then they get to Cortex, and then Cortex sells them, and then they have to ship them again. So per unit, unfortunately, we're very sorry to the European listeners. They're going to be pretty expensive. But uh, we appreciate anybody that still supports. Plus, this sucker will be your favorite album. It's going to be a collector's uh, album. In two years, it'll be selling for probably between... $1,800 $1,800 Within 10 years It'll be worth around I'd say $5,800 To $7,200 So it's a good investment Definitely get it It's going to be your new favorite band Z9 is a band with myself Luke and Evan from Wisdom and Chains And I got a ton of questions About Z9 So I'll just give a, a description now That will kind of encompass a lot of the questions that people sent in people ask like you know uh what's it sound like who's in it blah 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 so what it sounds like is uh well to me it sounds like maybe if uh typo negative was uh influenced by billy idol with a touch of like uh cox bar in there it's like it's to me it's rock and roll it's it's, it's heavy rock and roll super dirty recording homemade job from the top to the bottom plugging in old old mics plugging in old cables and you're gonna hear that it's gonna sound like like a club underground with an average pa system but a killer fucking band that's what the recording sounds like and it's just to me it feels good it's refreshing it's based in in evil it's based in in the horror vibe to a degree and this, you know, it's got a little gimmicky thing going on. We like that. When we started recording this, when we started writing it, it was back in October of last year, and the vibe in PA was just right. There was creeps everywhere. There's fog in the cemeteries. It was just felt right, you know. And we pushed it. And now here it is, a year later. It's done. It's packaged up. It's coming out. It's on Fast Break Records. So there was one song that was premiered on on Decibel called We Don't Come in Peace. And then there's another song called Dead Man that was premiered uh, on In Effect. And I think the next premiere, probably out by the time this is out, will be a No Echo called Gone. We did an REM cover. Uh, and it's six six songs total. Orange Vinyl. Great art. Great vibe. The kind of band that you need right now because we got enough heavy metal bands and hardcore, so we don't need that right now. If you needed one, trust me, I'd hook it up, but you don't need that now. You need this this fucking band now. It's got melody. It's got the vibe. And uh, people say, so why'd you do Z9? We did Z9 because Wisdom and Change was at a standstill, and uh, I still wanted to write. I'm a writer. I'm a musician. I like to play. I'm a guitar player. I'm not saying I'm good. Well, I, I know I'm good, but you know, what I'm, I'm not just going to say that. <laughs> you know? But uh, that's what I got to do. You know what I'm saying? So it's like if a guy's out there, he likes to golf, he's going to go golfing. I'm out here. I like to play guitar. I'm going to play the guitar. I'm out here. I'm going to I'm gonna write a song. I like to play a song. I'm, I'm going to record because I like to record. So mind your business. Why? But that's why. Because we have to. You know what I mean? A comedian has to tell a joke. You heard? A swimmer has to swim. You heard? A boxer has to box. Richie got to play that guitar, write a song. That's just how it goes. So Z9 pre-orders up, Fast Break Records. Pick that up, super rare. 
European version, Cortex. Pick it up. Super rare. And you're going to like it, man. You know what? We'll bust out. We'll bust out the song at the end of this. We'll bust out. We don't come in peace, even though that's easy to hear right now. But we'll, we'll throw it at the end of this. Hoya was good enough to throw it on his uh on his podcast, Joe Harcourt threw it up on one of his episodes, so we appreciate the people pushing it, the love we got, because this is DIY, top to bottom, middle to the outside, black to white, left to right, this is DIY, but got that melody, I think people are going to, they're going to dig on it, so that's some other news, what else we got, man, I'm getting, I'm starting to forget now, mm, man, it's all over the place, Who who knows, but fuck it. Let's go into some questions. If I remember some news, I'll pop off on some news. But for now, let's go into the first question. Let's see what I got here. Why aren't you playing Keystone Jam with Wisdom and Chains? Oh, man, it's probably uh, 20 reasons why. But uh, the band is in a state of turmoil, I would call it. Some members are fed up. And, you know, I, I, I'm the guy who does the business of the band. I get the offers and then I pass them on to the dudes and the dudes say yes or no. And I don't ask questions and I don't beg. You don't want to play the show? Say no more. We don't play the show. You want to play the show? Okay. What time are we leaving? That's how I operate. So it's to the point now where some guys just don't want to play. They're like, nah, we don't want to play. They're not feeling it. They're frustrated about X, Y, and Z. So, all right. Some of the guys said, no, they don't want to play Keystone. Don't blame Richie. Don't blame me. Blame somebody else. So, that's why we're not playing Keystone. What else we got? Questions about Z9. I wrapped a lot of those up. I could probably X a lot of these out. What else we got here? Okay. This gal was asking about my opinion on the Sopranos movie. You came to the right place, baby. You came to the right place, baby, pop. Because I'm an authority in all things Soprano. And I'm going to give it to you honest. Not as a blind, deranged fan. Like uh, my my boy Fowler. Sorry, Fowler. You're a great man, but you're a deranged, blind fan in this case. Some people cannot separate their feelings from the product. And I am a fan of Sopranos. The great series, so interesting, groundbreaking. Now the movie comes out. There's excitement based. Oh, oh, also, yo, listen, if you haven't seen it and you're one of these people, spoiler, you know, don't get mad that I'm talking about something because this is what we do. It's a podcast. We talk about stuff. So if you don't want to know about the movie, fast forward this part, stop it, whatever you got to do, okay? So here I go. My opinion on the movie, it was pretty good. It was all right. Nothing great. Um, it was too short to really even compete with the with the uh, the vibe of the series. There's no scenes that were long enough to have like a really good, interesting dialogue. The series had the luxury of having Tony Soprano in one-on-one scenes with almost every every member of the cast. And very interesting and slow and no need to be rushed. Three, four, five minutes, just dialogue, no music, no interruptions, one camera shot. You don't have anything like that in this movie. And there's some uh, good things about the movie. 
the acting is is pretty good, pretty on point. Uh, Tony's mother, whoever played her, she did great, great job, really. Um, Tony's dad, ah, eh, the series dad was much better, a much better option than the Tony's dad in the movie. He wasn't that great. The movie itself is based mainly around Christopher Moltisante's father, who's Dickie. And we hear, we heard a lot about him in the series. He was like this kind of depends who talked about him. The, you know, Christopher's mother made him seem like a dirtbag. And some of the homies in the crew made him seem like the the greatest guy ever, you know. So the guy that played uh, Dickie is pretty good. Uh, the character of Dickie... A little confusing, like uh, it could have been a bolder statement made. You know, he you know he got smoked in a kind of a, a weird way, mysterious way. Uh, I told the people that don't want you know this to be spoiled for him not to listen. So, so the news. So don't listen. This is gonna fuck you up. The news was. It appears that. Uncle June was responsible for Christopher's father, Dickie Moltisante's murder. That's a pretty cool twist. But it seems a, it's a little goofy. There was like some goofy stuff in the movie. I mean, you got the grandfather, Moltisante. He's married to this young, hot Italian broad. <sighs> Dickie kills him. Next thing, he's rolling around with his stepmother, not his stepmother, yeah, his stepmother and his, his dead father's wife, like it's his girlfriend. Nobody thinks twice about this. Nobody's like, you know, there's just some goofy stuff going on. It was an all right movie. Wasn't that great? The sound, the music in the background was way too loud compared to the, to the, to the voices of the actors and a lot of scenes. It jumped around too much, but it was an all right movie. I'll give it a seven, six. I hear that they're going to make more movies. I don't know if it's going to go over. I think uh, a lot of people are going to be disappointed with this one. So they might pull out, do the old pull-out method on the future um, movies after this. But who knows? Maybe the next one, if there is one, would be super dope. I don't know. Uh, but that's my basic review of the movie. It was all right. Nothing great. Not horrible. The people acting like it's horrible. Come on. You never... There's plenty of horrible movies. This wasn't horrible. wasn't great. It was an okay movie. Lower than expected. Expectations are very high because, you know, it's carrying the Sopranos name. You know what I'm saying? So, that was unfortunate. Uh, So, I hope that answers your question for that. Uh, Another person here, they're asking me, what was my first band? All right. My first band was called Crutch, but the first name of Crutch was called Prophets of Rage, and uh, it was named after uh, a public enemy lyric or a song, I forget at the time. We used to practice in my basement of my old house, and on on the wall we had a big graffiti piece that said Prophets of Rage. That was pretty dope. And uh, we had that name for a minute. And we could, then we changed it to Crutch, and then we started releasing some stuff. So I'm pretty sure that was my first band. And uh, there's Crutch stuff available on online on Spotify. There's merchandise on Cold Cuts. It's very nice. Some people keep the name going, like my homies in Payback. 
PA's Finest, who just put out a dope release, and they had yours truly do some guest vocals on it. What's up? Respect to Payback. Hope you guys are good. So check out Crutch. You see what's up. It's kind of goofy. You know, it's old, son. It's old. You know, I didn't have, I didn't have it all together yet, but it's cool. What else we got? What else we got? Oh, this person was talking about Earth Crisis versus the Crow Mags. I went over that a little bit. Okay, this is a good one because it, it dips into a question. Uh, well, people want to know about the Sopranos, and this is related. And it's the question is, what are the best mob movies? And this is interesting because on the rule of three, we just talked about this. And Joe Hardcore, oddly enough, dogged out Casino so hard. Ugh, and he was acting like Donnie Brasco was better than Casino, Goodfellas, and Bronx Tale. I, I don't know. I mean, the guy's on one hand, he's like really super smart. On the next hand, he don't even know what the hell's going on. Like, who would say that? You know, Donnie Brasco? Like, yeah, it's pretty good, but you got Johnny Depp. You can't take him serious. Once you do Edward Scissors' hands, you, that's it. It's a wrap. You know, you look like you should be in The Cure. Like, you're not going to be in any mafia movie. I'm sorry. You know, big pussy's not going to be in Edward Scissors' hands. Anyway, my my favorite mob movies, yeah, the top three, we'll throw, we'll throw the, you know, let's say four. Well, let's, you know, we'll throw Godfather 2 in there. Incredible. De Niro killed it. His, uh, the backstory of, of the young Don was, was great. I think number two is better than number one. Uh, but I'll separate that because it's not my classic form of, of mafia movie, which to me, the key ingredient to the classic mafia movies are humor. And there was humor in Bronx Tale. There was humor in Casino and Goodfellas. I'll say my number one is Goodfellas. Number two, Bronx Tale. Number three, Casino. And for some people that want some interesting uh, tidbits about Bronx Tale, go back a few episodes in the Post-America podcast. And uh, I interviewed the star Lilo uh, on an episode, and it was very interesting. Uh, Bronx Tales, great. Those three are my top of all time. And it's typical. I think most people would be uh, in the same category, or not the same category, would have the same opinion. Let's see, what else we got? What else we got? This homie wants to know, where's Ray? A lot of people asking, where's Ray? I actually just heard from Ray about an hour ago. He hit me up to help him this Sunday with a, no, maybe next Sunday, with a U-Haul. So we got to move some stuff. So I don't know what Ray did, but he's in some trouble. We got to move some stuff. And next Sunday, I'm going to help him out. And when I do, I'll say, yo, Ray, get on back on the podcast because, you know, everybody misses you. Everybody loves Ray. What else we got? This one is asking about my opinion on Afghanistan. This is a little late. This is from a few weeks back. As we know, we withdrew from Afghanistan. It turned out to be a big mess. Soldiers were killed in a terrorist uh, explosion, suicide bomb, I believe. And uh, we have this big thing. Biden, say their name. Biden is the worst. Biden is this. Biden. Biden is a goofball, no doubt. Biden sucks. 
I have no connection to Biden. I don't care about Biden. I don't like Biden. And uh, But it is funny, the hypocrisy from the Trump groupies that are going crazy about soldiers killed in Afghanistan and never mentioned any soldiers that were killed on Trump's watch, especially the Marines in Africa that said they were left behind. Uh, they were killed on Trump's watch, and we never heard the groupies say, Trump, say their name, impeach Trump. He, you know, It's just like the, listen, if somebody fucks up, whether you're a fan of theirs or not, call them out. Trump fucked up Afghanistan. Biden fucked up Afghanistan. We shouldn't even have been in Afghanistan. Now, if you wanted to get out of Afghanistan, and you've been saying it all these years, some people would, would uh, argue that they like Trump because he was going to get us out of Afghanistan. Well, now you're out. And there was no if ands, or buts. So at the very least, you could say Biden was serious about getting out. He did it by any means necessary, even fucked up means. So you're out of Afghanistan. That's a good thing. The way we went out, that's a bad thing. If, if Richie Mancuso was the president, which I would never be because this country, this racist country will never have an Italian president. But if I was, this is what I would be doing. I wouldn't mention Afghanistan. Somebody say, hey, what's up with Afghanistan? Next question. Right. Nothing. Meanwhile, I'm slowly withdrawing all of our assets, all of our allies, all the workers out of Afghanistan secretly, secretly, right? Boom, 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 100 here, 2,000 there, 55 here. You're leaving, you're leaving. I'm not saying nothing. Now I get an okay from the team, everything done, everybody out. Yes, sir, Mr. President Mancuso, sir, everybody's out, sir. Now I say, I'm going to have a press conference. Everybody listen up. They come to the press conference. I give out free slices of pizza, some Coca-Cola. How you doing? Hey, good. Any questions for the president? And they say, yeah, Mr. President, uh, what's up with Afghanistan? Oh, we're out. We left. Wait, what? Yeah, we left. Don't worry about it. You want it out? We're out. Uh, but did anything happen? No, nothing happened. We're out. That's how I would have done it on the sneak. You understand? That's how President Mancuso operates. I'm not going to let everybody know my business. You know what I mean? But Biden's goofball, he didn't do like that. So, yeah, leaving Afghanistan, good thing. Bad. You know, I know people over there are getting fucked up. And, uh, I mean, the biggest fuck up under the Trump administration was making a deal with the Taliban without inviting the very government that we spent billions of dollars to create in the first place. So Trump always had this problem. Like if some, if somebody was cool with Obama, he's going to be a dick to him. So Obama had this relationship with the, the government of Afghanistan, who the American military and American tax tax dollars built. So he was going to be dicks to them and not even invite them to a deal. He oddly invited the Taliban to camp David on September 11th to go negotiate which craziest move any patriotic person should have been up in arms he canceled that because he did get some feedback but then he makes a deal with the taliban who you never should make a deal with the taliban he said i'm not talking to you suckers it's like the g don't talk to some street corner sucker get out of here but he did it and he didn't invite the homies the afghan government so after the taliban made the deal they start whispering around, ah, ha, ha, Afghan suckers. You thought you were going to have an army. America's leaving. We're going to fuck you up as soon as America's out. You don't even know when they're leaving, but we do. We do. So the Afghan army fell to pieces. They got shook. The president bounced. 
you yeah huge fuck up by the Trump administration. Now you got goofball Biden. He gets elected, and he comes in, and he's got this preset deal of leaving um, Afghanistan. A deal that uh, the Trump administration helped broker. And he sticks to it. He could have did anything. So now he's crying. You know, when, when he comes, he says, well, it was actually their deal. Yo, you're the president. You don't have to abide by that deal. You make a new deal if you want. But he clowned it. Uh, it was a total mess, a fiasco. He should pay. I don't know who's going to vote for that guy again. Biden. I mean, maybe, you know, who knows? Maybe something happens. He becomes a hero. Every day is something different. You know what I mean? But I can't see that guy winning another election. He's 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 nuts. He's stupid. He's nuts. Our last president was stupid and nuts. The guy before that was just a pussy. Obama was just like a pussy. He was like smart, but he was like a pussy. Like you know what I mean? Like come on, man. He like didn't want to shake up stuff so bad. He's kept his mouth shut. Like he wouldn't say anything. When people say, "Oh, Obama's such a divider," divider. He don't have the balls to be like a divider. He won't say a word. Anyway, that's my opinion on Afghanistan. Biden fucked up in a long line of fuck-ups, but I'm glad we're not there anymore, man. Okay, they want to know what's up with coronavirus. Coronavirus is tagging people left and right. I know so many sick people right now. Man, it seems like it's worse than it ever was. I mean, I know a lot of people sick, a lot of people in the hospital. And I'm being honest, you know, half of them in the hospital that I know vaccinated, half of them unvaccinated. I don't think this vaccination works that great. I mean, maybe I definitely could say it isn't what they cracked it up to be. You know, this ain't stopping shit. There's plenty of vaccinated people ending up in the hospital and plenty of vaccinated people that are dying. And that sucks. But at this point, what could we do? I have no idea. I'm not a doctor. I'm just the smartest guy in the world. And I, even me, I don't have an idea what to do. So that's a bad sign. Coronavirus is chipping away at everything. But we're kind of back outside of places like New York and, and, and L.A. Everywhere I go, it's it's not really an issue. You know, nobody's fucking with you. Shit gets canceled because some bands get shook. Listen. Bands, don't book the show if you're going to cancel it. Just don't do it, all right? Because coronavirus is not changing. It's not going anywhere. It's here. So if, if you shook the play, then no play. Nobody's judging you, all right? If you're going to puss out, puss out. Just don't even book it in the first place. But just know, if you're going to wait till there's no threat before you book a show, you might be waiting a long time. And people at home. If you're shook and you don't want to get sick, then don't go to the show. Don't go anywhere. Do the bare minimum. Do only what you have to do because this sucker ain't going nowhere for a minute. We already know that. It's going to be here. It's uh, Corona got us by the balls, son. And respect to the ones who, who are dead, who died over this shit. Man, 700,000, I think, is the uh, number it hit. Ah, man. And you know those numbers are a little whacked out because we all know some people. I, I recently went to a uh, a uh, funeral a few weeks back of a guy that poor guy died of a severe cancer, but on his death certificate, there's no lie. Now that you know, this is not. I heard it. I saw this with my own eyes. Death certificate says Corona. So we got those around. I'm not saying Corona is not really smoking people, 
but you know there's also some uh some shadiness going on as there is in every aspect of government and anything that involves money and why people think that when it comes to corona then it's pure and everything that they say is of good intentions and honesty of course not people are going to make their move whenever they can whether it's like selling stocks here's your chance to make money but they're sneaking they're doing dirty shit pharmaceutical companies always been into dirty shit all of these companies meat manufacturers you know the, oh there's only a small portion of these you know, these toxins in the meats don't worry they won't help there's always something like stop being so stupid man don't back nobody blindly always assume someone's trying to get one over on your ass you stupid fucking jerk offs Here's another question. I got this one in the past. Hey, Rich, what advice would you give to younger bands trying to do stuff? My advice is stay the fuck out of my way. That's my advice. Stay the fuck out of my way. All right? Nah, I'm kidding. Ask me in person. I'll give you the secret. Okay, what else we got? What else we got? Give me the lowdown of wisdom. Why no keystone? I already kind of did that one. Uh, look at this one. Crew beef and stories from the 90s. Can you give us some tidbits? Crew beef and stories from the 90s. I mean, first off, I don't know nothing about any crews. I don't think crews are a real thing. I think that's a figment of the imagination, kind of like the mafia. It's just fictional, interesting stories made up for entertainment. Stories of the 90s. I mean... Yeah, listen, there's great stories in the 90s. There's great stories right now. I love hardcore all around, and uh, the 90s were definitely a dope time, man. It seems uh, it seems the regions switch around, you know, which, which uh, region is popping more now than it was, and and that's always been typical. You know, can't always be in the same spot unless it's PA. PA is the, the consistently strongest spot ever in the history of hardcore. Everybody knows that, but otherwise... You know, you got a decade that's strong in Town X, another decade that now Town X is is is, is shot. Now Town Z is popping, you know, it jumps back and forth. The nineties were dope, but but yo, it's dope right now. There's so many good bands right now. Uh let's see what else we got here. I gotta go into a different platform to see this. Let me see. Please forgive Richard. Let's see here. Sorry, but I'm opening my computer and this and that. And you know, we we just we just try to entertain the people. That's all. I'm for the people. What this guy say? What this guy say? Okay, this homie uh, he asked. This is uh, Ezra Ortiz. He said, "Any good Texas hardcore stories?" Yo, it's been so long since I've been to Texas, but the times I went there were so cool. The people were so cool. I remember Austin was really dope just to walk around in, kind of like a, a druggy hippie city. Um, the You know, this is interesting. The first time I've ever seen, uh, what are those things they, they call that thing that blows the smoke, the mist, but it's not like a cigarette. It's like a machine. <sighs> it blows like all over the place. Damn, I wish I could think of the fucking name of that thing. You know, you see them all over, these clowns with the fucking thing. Oh, man the fuck is that called a vaporizer right a vapor or something a vapor vaporizer the first time i ever saw one of those was in a re thai restaurant in i think houston 
And it was really good food, by the way. Yo, this Thai restaurant was on point. The first time I ever saw one, is the, the, there was a, like a table of hot-ass bitches just chilling. And we were kind of looking, you know, they were like more real preppy types, you know, real loud. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh. You're talking like that. And then all of a sudden, I seen a big smoke cloud over the table. So I thought maybe, the, you know, the... Uh, the waiter put some kind of smoky meal. You know, sometimes this stuff comes out smoking the little gimmick. But nah, I was looking. I seen this girl puffing to this metal thing and then blowing smoke everywhere. And that was the first time I've ever seen a vaporizer, whatever year that was, in Texas. But Texas hardcore, yo, those dudes are dope. They're just so cool, laid back. They, they remind me of the PA heads in the sense that they appreciate good food like we do. They got good dope bands, uh, but that's it. I only, I only was there a couple times, man. So that's all I know about that. Let's see, let's see. Oh, this is from the homie. He says, "Please bring Hensel and Chris Mahmood on for an episode." Not really a question, but a, a polite demand. Hey, man. So Hensel's the singer of Mushmouth. Chris Mahmood, one of the Trinity, the guys that meet Joe Hardcore Bookwit, also the owner of Club Reverb and guitarist of Mushmouth. I was the other guitarist of Mushmouth. That would be fun. And uh, it would be fun to get Hensel on here. Hensel is now uh, out in Ohio. He he owns and operates some tattoo parlors out there. And he's always been a thorough good dude. Uh, yeah, I'll try to get those guys on. Another thing he says is top two spots in each of the tri-state areas areas oh my god oh my god okay okay let's see so if we go as far north as we can to stay within that area let's call it the quad state area we're gonna get connecticut new york new jersey pennsylvania we're gonna take those four great states and we're gonna we're going to put together the best pizzas in each state i'm gonna say Connecticut is the famous, and some people say the greatest pie in America, Frank Pepe's and Sally's. Frank Pepe's is a super famous one. Sally's is very similar style, very good. Those two for Connecticut, they're killers, okay? They are killers. Great places, great style. This is, this, this is the thing with those Connecticut spots. I think outsiders to the area are going to go to a place like Frank Pepe's and be like, hey, ew, what is this? This is burnt. You know, Midigans, kind of like people that don't know nothing, the Walmart types, the whiteies that like to, you know, buy and uh, what do you call that when you buy something uh on layaway, yeah. So the sort of Midigon Whiteys that that buy in layaway on Walmart, they're not gonna like Frank Peppy's. They're gonna think it's burnt. They're not gonna know. They're gonna say, "Give me, give me Domino's, you white trash motherfucker." Anyway, okay. So that's for Connecticut. Now let me skip New York right now because New York is gonna be so tough, and and every one of these states is so tough. And I'm gonna go to New Jersey. And in New Jersey, man, this is rough. New Jersey's filled with great pizza. It, it really is. Anyone who says otherwise is crazy. For those that don't know, New Jersey's my birthplace. I am the many saints of Nork. Um, Clara Mass Hospital, Nork, New Jersey. Richie's birthplace. 
along with Queen Latifah, along with Ice T, along with Shaquille O'Neal. Anyway, uh, New Jersey, one spot I'll always back big up is Di Lorenzo's outside of uh, the Trenton area. Di Lorenzo's is so good. Um, and the next one, this is hard because there's so many that I do really like. Uh, now, Jersey has its own thing when it comes to the bar-style pizzas and totally different from Di Lorenzo's is a place like Star Tavern. So I'm going to go Di Lorenzo's a Star Tavern for New Jersey. So there's two spots, two in Connecticut, you're four right now. Let's go to PA, the fatherland, the greatest of all states when it comes to hardcore music, except we'll always give praise, reverence, and respect to the OG New York hardcore family that, that allowed this music to exist, that breathed life into the lungs of what would become the hardcore scene. But uh, so Pennsylvania will say, ah, very rough, very rough. Okay, man, this is like uh, for two two places, Tacanelli's in Philadelphia, which is a place. It, it's so unique. It's so unique. It's a neighborhood joint in the middle of a of a residential block that's been there for years and years and a hundred years ago it was a it was a a bakery with the same 30 foot deep ovens yes 30 foot look up Tacanelli's in Philadelphia a great pizza a bit of a pain in the ass to go there because you have to order your dough in advance and that kind of sucks so you call the day before so yeah give me two doughs that's my Philly accent two doughs for Tamara and uh then they'll make you the uh you come in tomorrow and be like, I'm Richie, I got the two doughs, boom, and they'll cook you the pizza. So Tacanelli's is one, and the next one, this is rough, man. I don't know where to go with this. <sighs> All right, like I did with New Jersey and like I didn't do with Connecticut, because in Connecticut, Sally's and Frank Pepe's are very similar. The New Jersey choices I gave Star Tavern, De Lorenzo's are very different. Now for Pennsylvania, I'm going to go very different. So you got Tacanelli's, and now I'm going to say Stroud Pizza. I'm going to throw this in from left field. Stroudsburg, PA got a place called Stroud Pizza that has something called a grandma pie that is so different than, than Tacanelli's. It's, it's, it's a square pie, heavy on basil for a pizza, very heavy on the basil, and very it's on the sweet side. Try that if ever in the great town of Stroudsburg. I recommend anyone out there. You go to Stroudsburg, PA, Main Street. You got a great record store. You got good clubs, good restaurants, great wings, good bar food. You got Stroud Pizza. You got Frazetta's Arts. It's a great town. It's a Pennsylvania town. So those two for Pennsylvania. Stroud Pizza and Tacanelli's. Now to New York. This is so hard. This is so difficult there's i mean you're almost better off trying to break down pizza like like the two best spots in each borough but fowler gave me a tough question here and uh i'm gonna say williamsburg pizza okay williamsburg pizza owned by the great pizza world champion nino caniglio and his brooklyn pie his basic new york city pie is so 
tremendous. It is so good. Like there's a lot of other gimmicky pies uh, on the menu there, but this particular a Brooklyn pie, it's so good. I'm going to say Williamsburg pizza and Amores in Queens. Okay, we're going to go with those two spots. Williamsburg Pizza in Brooklyn and Manhattan and Amores in Queens, New York. So we got that out of the way. Let me see what else we got. Man, you got me all excited. Fowler got me excited on this shit. Okay. Richie said wisdom is done. Take that back. Is this true? This is from Curtis Hendry. How you doing, Hendry? Hey, how you doing, Hendry? Listen, I, I'm not saying it's done, but it's, it's dead in the water. It probably is done. We had our fun. Nothing lasts forever. I don't sweat it. I don't cry over spilt milk. Did my thing. Got like five, six, seven, eight albums out. Seven inches. I mean, that's, that's a long period for a band. We always did Wisdom Half-Ass, to be honest. We never took it serious. The powers that be, you know, we could try, but there's always somebody in the mix that can't do something or doesn't want, you know, it's very hard to be in the band, especially if you want to be in the band where you cooperate with everybody. You know, I was, I, I'm the business guy in the band, but I was never like, oh, you can't do this, you're out. Wisdom might have been a very different thing If I was like that, I don't know Maybe it'd be better, maybe it'd be worse But we never did that If you couldn't do it, you couldn't do it If you weren't about it, you weren't about it If you were a lazy fuck, you were a lazy fuck You know, and that's just We just accepted whatever you gave us In Wisdom and Chains So, uh, are we done? No, we got this show coming up Maybe something pops off in the future, but it's very doubtful because there's a lot of resentment in the bands. I'm like a psychologist, an observer, and within the band I'm observing, I see people not happy with each other, people that feel slighted, people that feel disrespected, and I get it. There's uh, any any complaint I heard so far from members of Wisdom and Chains, it was all, it was all true. It's all founded. I respect and I understand I, I, I'm not saying anybody's o over-exaggerating or being overly sensitive. There's a good reason for all of their feelings. And the way they're feeling right now, nothing's popping off. Nobody gives a fuck. And uh, that's okay. You know, like I said, nothing lasts forever. You know what I'm saying? So, let's see what else we got here. Man, I don't even know. Have I been doing this one hour, two hours? I don't want to bore people. Is there any other news I could do? What's this guy say? When are you going to come up to Connecticut and we will hit up a New Haven pizza spot? It's from Joe. Joe on uh, Instagram. Well, that's funny. I didn't even see this question until now. And uh, I just mentioned two great pizza spots. In Connecticut, Frank Pepe and Sally's, and there's plenty of other ones. I'll tell you what, I'm always down to go to Connecticut. Connecticut is dope. It's the home of Death Threat. Death Threat is dope. Death Threat's playing Holiday John. So, Joe, next time I'm in Connecticut, hit you up, son. You take me out, you let me know. Uh, what else we got here? Let's see. This guy says. A lot of, lot of girls in here saying, oh, Richie, you're the best. You know, send me a dirty message. I, listen, I'm married. What are you doing? Come on, I can't do that. What's wrong with you? Richie, can we ever get together? Listen, what are you doing? 
please. Come on. Let's see what else we got. Oh, you always... Okay, here. You always make Pennsylvania seem to be so great. What is so great about Pennsylvania? You know what? I should do a separate episode based around... Who's this from? Around this question, Carl. Just based around this question, I should do a whole episode where I break down the greatest things from this great state. And I'm talking music, food, sights, vibes, parks, holidays, tradition, culture, history, everything. I could go on and on about our potato chips, about our pretzels, about our own version of our own fast food joints, our great rappers, our great bands, the parks up here, the casinos. I could go on and on. I'm going to do that for you, Carl. I'm going to break down the whole episode. I do a little homework, a little research. It's something I normally don't do. Everything I have fast, and I just wing it off the top of the nog. But for you, I'm going to do my, I'm going to get down to dirty, son. I'm going to go from Philly to Pittsburgh, Stroudsburg, all of that, everything in between. Erie, Redding, Allentown, East and Bethlehem. Everybody knows that damn truth. Altoona, home of the Mallow Cup, everything. I'm going to break it all down for you on a PA everything episode. And by the time I'm done, I guarantee you real estate in Pennsylvania will be going through the roof. Mad Joe will be making money. People say, yo, I want to buy a house of PA, Mad Joe. What's good? Watch. So I'm going to leave it there. Even though I got other questions, but I'm kind of like, you know, I'm blazed out. I don't know what's going on here. I got to write a song. My guitar's right next to me. It's calling my name, Richie. When I see a guitar in the room, it's like, yo, it's like it's like a dog. You got to pet a dog. A dog's in the corner sitting there like nice looking. I see the guitar. He's calling my name, baby. I got to play. So check it out. I just wanted to kill some time, and that's that. And I hope, I hope everybody had a good time. And... Um, Fuck it. We out, right? We out. Peace. <laughs>